0: Hi everyone, and welcome into episode number 53 of the Building Up podcast. This podcast is part of the Bible teaching ministry of Agape Church in Pinson, Alabama. I'm David McConnell, and I thank you for being with us. In episode 53, we're answering this question sent in by a member of our church. How should a Christian deal with anxiety around or coming from perfectionism? Now, to begin with, I think it's important that we define the term perfectionism perfectionism. So to do that, we're going to take a three or four minute crash course from a reputable psychology resource on this subject. Now, there there are adaptive forms or healthy forms of perfectionism which can lead a person to strive for excellence in all that they do. Uh, These are often people who know how to set lofty goals and have high standards for themselves and then work toward that goal in a healthy way and achieve success. Uh, People with healthy forms of perfectionism usually do not mind being challenged because they believe challenges can help them to grow. And when they face adversity, that healthy perfectionism allows them to be able to self-motivate and push through and overcome the adversity. But more commonly, people deal with a maladaptive or an unhealthy form of perfectionism. Now, in it, people still want success, but they tend to focus more on avoiding failure, which results in this continual negative orientation toward their life. They might, may find themselves procrastinating when it comes to responsibilities or they try to avoid challenges because they are afraid of failing. Often their personal relationships will suffer because unhealthy perfectionists find it difficult to believe in unconditional love. They rather expect that affections and approval from others is dependent upon their performance or their performance being flawless. So they may suffer from low self-esteem and often from toxic comparisons of themselves to other people. Now, perfectionism can be self-oriented, but it can also be other-oriented, in which the perfectionist places these unrealistically high expectations on not only themselves, but on people around them. And they're quick to find fault or to be overly critical of mistakes. So what causes patterns of unhealthy perfectionism to grow and the answer is there's there's many factors it could be personality it could be family of origin um, it could involve some type of emotional disorder but interestingly psychologists do believe there's a social component perfectionist tendencies have increased substantially among young people over the last 30 years And this may be related to greater academic and professional competition in our culture, but it's probably most definitely related to the pervasive presence of social media, which increases harmful comparisons, especially among young people. So the bottom line in in all of this is that maladaptive perfectionists or unhealthy perfectionists can suffer as life becomes this endless report card on accomplishments or how they look. Now, it's very interesting to note that one way modern-day psychologists will counsel their patients to deal with unhealthy perfectionism is with something they call compassionate self-talk. Now, what is meant by this is, that the patient should use their inner voice and their conscious thoughts to soothe themselves using compassionate and merciful words of encouragement. Now, it it may surprise you to hear that I think they're on to something, (laughs) although there are some pretty major modifications that need to be made to the process. There is a pastor and an author named Paul David Tripp who writes in several of his books this Statement, begin quote, no one is more influential in your life than you are because no one talks to you more than you do. Whether you realize it or not, you are in an unending conversation with yourself and the things you say to you about you are formative for the way you live. You are constantly talking to yourself about your identity, your spirituality, your functionality. You're constantly preaching to yourself some kind of gospel, end quote. Now, before we think we're just out in some type of human psychobabble in this episode, let's go to God's word. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 and 5, Paul writes to the church that the weapons of our warfare are not worldly, but they're powerful through God for the demolition of strongholds. We demolish arguments and every high-minded thing that is raised up against the knowledge of God, and listen, taking every thought captive to obey Christ. So here Paul makes really clear the influence of our thought life. You and I will act on and believe what we think. We will identify with who we think we are. This is why Paul said in Romans twelve two that our whole life is contingent on our minds being renewed. And, and the enemy of God knows this, and he battles against us in part with corrupting thoughts. So you and I must take the weapons of our warfare, as Paul calls them, the Spirit of God, the Word of God, prayer, and other disciplines, and we must use them to take every thought captive to obey Christ. Now, I think this works in a couple of ways. One, we should certainly note any pervasive, reoccurring thought about ourselves or others, and we need to run it through the filter of the Word of Christ. And if that reoccurring, pervasive thought is not in line with Scripture, then we need to change that thought in order to obey His Word. But secondly, I think it's very important that we protect ourselves against corrupt thoughts in a proactive manner, not just reactive. We need to preach gospel truths to ourselves continually. So I think it's really important to listen to Bible teachers and podcasts and sermons, but no one talks to you more than you do. So you need to talk to yourself about what the Bible says about you and about your life. And so for a perfectionist, this means that you need to battle unhealthy thoughts, not with compassionate self-talk, like the psychologist would say, but with gospel self-talk. So with that in mind, let me give you a couple of examples of gospel truth that I think it would be good for a perfectionist to preach to themselves continually. And these, these are not all encompassing, okay? These are just a couple of examples to get us thinking, kind of priming the pump, so to speak. But overall, we need to be preaching as many gospel truths as we can to ourselves. But here's two. Number one, in Christ, you are loved unconditionally. Memorize 1 John chapter 4, verse 18, which says, there is no fear in love because perfect love cast out fear, for fear has to do with punishment. So John Rice says, fear is related to the idea that you will be rejected or chastised or judged for your failures and your mistakes. But for the Christian, Jesus was the perfect love from God that took on our failure. And now in Christ, our works, whether they are successful or not, have nothing to do with God's affection for us. No matter what we do, God loves us. God approves of us. We need not earn anything from God. My mentor was always saying to our church, uh, there is nothing that you can do to make God love you more than He does right now, and there's nothing you can do to make God love you less. In Christ, He loves you. You don't have to prove anything to him. He doesn't compare you to anyone else. So preach that to yourself. There's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. Gospel truth number two. The work that we do is for the glory of Christ. And Christ needs nothing from us. Keep this in mind, especially if your perfectionism is revolving around your work and getting everything just right. Colossians 3.23 says, Whatever you do, work heartily as for the Lord and not for men, knowing that from the Lord you will receive the inheritance as your reward. Now, one way to think about what you do is that you're working to accomplish something for yourself or for others. You're working to gain approval or to earn someone's favor. But another way is to consider your work all about and for Christ, that He is the provider and the ruler of all things. So nothing of value is dependent upon us, but it's rather all on Christ. There's no fear of failure in that. There's no need to demand of ourselves that everything be just right. If we could get everything just right, we would get the credit. We wouldn't need Jesus (laughs) But rather, we are to depend on Christ and trust in Christ. And when we fall short of our expectations, we know He's still sovereign. And He will use what we did, even if it wasn't successful, for His glory and for the good of others. And when we meet or exceed expectations, we will know that it was only accomplished with His strength anyway. So there's no nothing for us to be proud about. Ultimately, either way, in success or failure, Christ will reward us, not for how much we accomplished, but for how much we depended upon him for all we did. So as we battle perfectionism, if that's something we struggle with, preach gospel truths to yourself, dig into the word, find and mine out truths from God's word and and preach that to yourself. Memorize those things. When you feel the weight of that perfectionism coming on, preach the gospel to yourself. And, and, and watch Christ pull that weight off your shoulders. I hope this has been helpful to you. And uh, if you have some follow-up questions or thoughts, be sure to email us. There's a email address you're going to hear in the outro in just a moment. So you can use that. You can also use that to send in topics that you would like for us to cover on future episodes. And if you think this episode or or this podcast in general will be helpful to other people, please share it. uh, Word of mouth or on social media, either one, we would appreciate that. Until next time, church, let's continue to rely on Jesus together. Grace and peace to your family. Thank you for listening to the Building Up Podcast. If you have a question about today's episode or if you would like to suggest a topic for the future, please email us at buildingup at To subscribe to this podcast, simply search for Building Up from Agape Church in your favorite podcast app. Or you can watch the video format by visiting us online at agapepinson.com.